Hey, we're here with uh, number 55, episode 55 of the Auto Week podcast, the now weekly Auto Week podcast, giving you more of that sweet, sweet Auto Week podcast that you demand, uh, and that you know, and that you love. I'm joined live, uh, wherever you are, whatever time you are right now, you're hearing this live, uh, from Detroit, uh, across from me, we've got uh, Mikey, Mike Pryson. Good afternoon or evening, wherever the case may be. Yep. And then uh, the other guy we have. Hi. <laughs> Robin, I think we're calling him. And then uh, we got Jimmy. Hello, hey sorry. Jimmy. Hi there. Yep. And then in the room also, uh, you might hear him fiddling with some microphones, is Wesley. And calling in to talk about uh, some NHRA stuff is Susan Wade. How are you, Susan? I'm doing great. It's not raining here. <laughs> it's not raining in Seattle? It's not raining in Seattle. How That's about that? very unusual. Uh, and I understand uh, Al Pierce is there, too. We don't need to talk to him yet, but we might want to have him jump on in a minute. He's he's with you, though, right? Al is right here. Okay, we're going to need an explanation. We all yeah, people they, hang out together. Yeah. There's going to be some stories coming out of this one, I think. Yeah. So, Susan. Uh, you, yes. I mean, I guess you if, if you didn't break the story, you were at least one of the first to write it this uh, this week. Uh, Larry Dixon, uh, a three-time champion in the NHRA, is suing the series, um, which yes. is, I would say, at the at the very least, highly unusual for a you know champion of a series to turn around and sue it at, at later in the, later in his life or later in his career. What, what's this all about? I think it all started when he tried to develop a two-seat dragster, sort of in the vein of the Honda deal um, that Mario Andretti has with oh, uh, cool. an IndyCar. It's a, it's, a, it's a cool idea. He calls it Nitro Times 2. He, he thought he was doing it with the blessing of the NHRA, but when he actually went and developed it, but apparently hundreds of thousands of dollars, he and Nick Salamone, his business partner, um, they they invested a lot of money in it, put it put it together, took it out to SEMA, to the SEMA show in Las Vegas, had it on display the very first day on display. Larry Larry had apparently stepped away from the uh, from the display for a few minutes, and in that in the meantime, an NHRA official came by and said she took a look at it and saw that there was an SFI sticker on it, and it, it, the sticker was for that had expired and it was for the car that that they had bought and had, had retooled oh, no. so there was a big brouhaha about you know that nhra thought that was that was him implying that the thing had been certified and it hadn't so they told him to remove the sticker the sticker they covered it up i think and then then i think danny gracia from the nhra tech guy came over and Took the sticker. He, I think he removed the sticker. It, the, the bottom line is there was a big old fight about that, and and they ended up suspending Larry from participating in as a team owner or as a driver, as crew chief, anything in in the series. Now here's your three time champion who's won more races than anybody except actively except Tony Schumacher, and you know. You told him he can't participate in the series, so he loses a year of income, and you know. So he's suing. He's filed an antitrust lawsuit in Indianapolis 
April 11th and and is trying to I guess recoup the the uh, the money that he's he says the NHRA has cost him and I, the antitrust part of it of the lawsuit has to do with he, he claims that the NHRA is uh, blackballing him or blacklisting him whatever the word is uh, from and, and trying to control that segment of the market of the two-seater type entertainment, you know, fan involvement type, that segment of the market. So, as I understand it. So, I have not read the whole document, though. So Wow. Uh, but that's, is, that's, what, that's what it stems from. Is there a big market for that? Is there a lot of guys clamoring to get into that business, giving people rides in a top fuel car? That's a good question, because I had that same question, and I had to think about it. And I, I think there's a fellow named Nelson Hoyos who used to race in the Sport Compact Series. He, he's the one guy that would do it? Is that where you're, where you're going? He has he has one. I don't know if anybody else does. So I don't know. I, I don't know who else might be interested in getting into that or who, who actually is in, into it. That's the only other, that's the only other ride along in a dragster that I know about. So I'm not, I'm not sure, but I know, I know Larry feels like the NHRA by, by doing that, that he had a chance to race. He had a sponsor, which is more than Tony Schumacher, the eight time champion has, you know, so, so he had a chance to race and, and that cost him that. So I'm not sure how much that has to do with an antitrust lawsuit, you know? So, and then, and then the NHRA claims, I talked to Glenn Cromwell in February and I said, why isn't Larry Dixon out here racing? Why don't you reinstate him? And he said, oh, we reinstated him. And I said, well, how come he's not in Pomona then? I know he wants to race. So, so there's a little confusion about that part of it, but, but so it, yes, it's terrible. You got a three-time champion. You should be a legend. You should be actually, he's young enough. He should, should still be racing out there. So, this is a problem, but NHRA won't talk about it because they said we don't talk about pending litigation. Mm-hmm. So I, I, I don't know what they have to say about it. Mm-hmm. Guess we'll find out in court. Yeah, that's uh, that's very interesting. Um, yeah, you hate to see it. I'll tell you. Uh, well, it should be noted too that Larry, it's Wesley here. Larry is the son of Larry Dixon <laughs> Senior, who's a legend of the NHRA. Like he is a one of the founding top fuel rail drivers in the 60s and 70s so exactly and so what exactly. what do you susan i mean among uh obviously no one was, wants to go on record but is, is this something that's going to get resolved or is this kind of like a one of those unfortunate deals that's going to be 20 years in litigation and no one goes home happy well, i hope it gets resolved i know larry larry has said to me and to other reporters now um you know that he wishes that it never gotten to this point. He he wanted it to be resolved. He wanted to work together and negotiate some sort of a an understanding and apparently they didn't want to. And also, Larry's also angry because the, according to the rule book, if you have a dispute and you um, you um, put forward appeal, he, you have 40, that has to be resolved in 45 days. And it wasn't resolved in 45 days in his case. And he has, you know, not had a public apology. Not had a, and, and they've kept his two. I think it's two thousand dollars for the. You have to appeal. You have to it's a, an appeal fee or whatever, and and that's never been refunded to him. So there's, it's a whole lot of things kind of going on. I know Larry would like to get it resolved, and and he tried, 
and he, I think he just thought this was the last resort, you know, for him. He, he wanted answers. He wanted somebody to, to account for what they did and, and why they did it. And he wants, you know, that's, that was, that was his last, that was his last resort, I guess. So, Bummer. but yeah, I think it could, I think it could be, re- I think everything can be resolved that bothers the MHRA if they would just all sit down and just listen to one another and work together to fix it. No one's ever going to agree on everything. But the NHRA has a number of issues going on that I think they could resolve them very easily if they would just try, you know. So now you're starting to see which side I might be taking, right? So. <laughs> Susan, the uh, the NHRA does have a lot of momentum. Uh, TV ratings are strong. Uh, I got a chance to go down to the event down in Houston. I mean, the grandstands are packed, and I hear that's pretty much everywhere right now. Yet uh, they have a major issue when you've got you know Larry Dixon and, and Tony Schumacher on the outside looking in. Uh, these guys, these are guys that need to be out there. Um, are we going to see Tony Schumacher in a car anytime soon? You know what? I don't think so. And, and I didn't think it would drag on this long. I thought maybe somebody's like right on the fence. They're teetering on the edge of signing the deal. And that's why he, he doesn't mind missing a, a race or two. But as, a dra- as, as it's dragged on now, I mean, we're, we're into May. And the, uh, that's way longer. I'm kind of, I love Tony. And I want to see him back out there. But I also have to, I have to question the strategy. I think in the beginning, if you had somebody on the hook and they weren't ready to sign by February at the Winter Nationals, but they were going to come on in a couple of races, it's a good strategy. But not, I think you should get out there in an unbranded car and, and continue to be relevant. He says he, he says he's in great shape, he, and he had a great year last year, finished number two. It wasn't like he's fallen on his lips and can't race anymore. So he needs to just continue to show that he can be relevant because – I think we also what happened to Mike Dunn. He wanted to be, he wanted to continue racing after the New York Yankees took the the sponsorship off of his car with Daryl Gwynn, and he wanted to continue to race, but he ended up being on TV. Now Tony's on on the TV broadcast, and I think that's a dead end for him. I really do. You know, this this is just my opinion. He doesn't seem to think so, but I think he needs to be on the track, even in an unbranded car. That would show he could still do the still do the job. That's what he needs to show. And when they think you're off on TV land, then I think it's a different. They, they, people get a different impression. Well, so I have to I have to question the strategy. But go ahead. Well, you've got to finish in the top ten uh, in the NHRA to finish. You know, to make it to the countdown, which are their their playoffs. Um, we only have about 11 or 12 regulars out there right now in each class. So I mean, I guess it's not too far fetched to think he could jump in you know, and still make that top 10, but he's got to jump in pretty quick. He can't miss, you know, more than another week or two. I think that window's slamming shut for that. I do. But um, and I, as far as I know, I don't think he's any closer. It's not like, hang on guys, we'll surprise you in another three weeks. And we'll have a deal. I don't, I don't think they're not, I don't think they're close. Is he holding out? Don't. Is he holding out for like the deal? I mean, is it? I mean, would he been able to piece something together with uh, three or four or five different sponsors each? You know, taking a race or two. You know, I don't know if he's interested in that sort of a thing, but I know that what he's interested. He told me in, in February that what he's interested in is is becoming partners with someone. He said that's what we do. He said it's not about going down the racetrack in a car. It's about 
it's about helping businesses grow their 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 clientele and develop and grow their brands and that's what he likes to do and that's that's all great but if somebody else I mean the other person has to get it he gets it but if there's somebody else out there who hasn't gotten it yet he's not going to get a, a, a big blockbuster deal I mean it's, and it, who knows you know even the army could come back if somebody who if you know people change the personnel changes and someone sees the value of the, the recruiting you know the army could come back, but I don't know that he's going to get a big deal like that—a big blockbuster deal. Well, you talk, Susan, about a You know, he's all about you know growing the brand of a sponsor, and he wants all. I mean, the U.S. Army had a pretty good brand going, didn't it? I mean, there wasn't much more. There wasn't much more he could have done with that. Yeah, I've heard of these guys. Are they, they still around? Were, <laughs> pardon me. Are they still around the army? I haven't heard anything about them recently. I'm just joking. They, <laughs> they must have fallen on hard times. They yeah. can't afford the sponsorships anymore. But it's that damn F-35 sucking up all the uh, <laughs> trillions of dollars there. Well, I mean, the Army, they were done for home. So the Army's kind of been in the NHRA off and on for a long time. Yeah. So, and I don't know what that, I don't, I don't know what other branches of the service, you know, if they, if they are interested in stepping in. Space Force. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know who they've been. I don't know who they've been talking to. Space Force needs to build that brand, that budget I mean, up there. So everybody is, and we've kept them waiting, but everybody's wondering what the hell Al's doing out there. <laughs> Al, Al, come here. They all, everybody wants to know what's a NASCAR guy doing in Seattle where NASCAR can't even get a foothold in this place. Yeah, so, there's not a track up which there. Which is very short-sighted on Seattle's part, by the way, I, I might add. But, 100% agree. But here is Al, and I'll let him, ex- I'll let him explain himself. <laughs> this is a little creepy. Hey, boys, what's going on? Al, how are you, man? Al, talk to us. Yeah. How are you? I'm here. Yeah, okay. What <laughs> What are you doing in Seattle, my man? Well, um, I'm getting ready to leave tomorrow morning at 6 o'clock on this 25th annual Kyle Petty Cherry Ride. It will eventually end up in Key West, Florida. Now, officially, it will end in Key Largo, but those of us who have ridden this far should have our heads examined if we don't go the other 100 miles. So. We're basically going from Seattle to Key West. Wow. And you're on the Honda? I'm on a Honda Goldwing trike. Oof. A three-wheeler. Yeah, yeah. Um, My wife threatened that if I rode a motorcycle again that did did not have three wheels, that once I got home from the ride, the house would be empty, (laughs) and she'd be God knows where, but not there. Oh, boy. I very wisely got a trike. Yep, you got to do that. You got to do that. Um, now they say they say you can turn one over, but it takes a great deal of effort, and I'm not about to extend that kind of effort just to get hurt again. So yep. there we go. Good, good. I have 100% faith in you. Uh, rep- <laughs> I'm glad somebody does. Yeah. <laughs> hey, Al, how about you say you? This is your. This is the 25th, and I know. I know. Last year you kind of got a hiccup. I mean, you you were part of the ride. Uh, you missed a lot of it because of your injury. Uh, you had an accident, I guess, what, coming out of the parking lot, didn't you? The, what happened last year? Did, did you have to bring that up again? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'd forgotten the story, Al. <laughs> I'm pretty embarrassed. Um, the problem was that I was going too slowly, un, unusually slow. 
And when I suddenly hit the brake to keep a car from running into me, I did not get my foot down and quick enough. And the bike that had been graciously lit to me a year ago by the Indian people just simply rolled over on my left side and and broke me up pretty badly. And I was only running five miles an hour. So this year I'm determined if I get hurt, I'm going to be going at least 15 or 18. <laughs> and I hope that doesn't happen. I hope that doesn't happen. But uh, uh, really, it's 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 an altogether new and different experience riding a three wheeler. Uh, all the things that you knew how to do on a two, you you unlearn them as quick as you can because you don't, you know, you don't lean, you don't do things on a three that you used to do on a two. So. We'll see if I can get out of the parking lot, at least get out of the parking lot this year. Like I said, I have 100% faith and belief in your ability. Um, but we're, we're going to uh, move on to talk about the uh, little open wheel cars. Um, so thanks for hopping on. Always a pleasure to hear from you. And thanks to Susan as well. Uh, yeah. You can tell her we said thank you, and uh, we will have her back on uh, throughout the, uh, the rest of the NHRA season. Okay, and, and, and tell Mike while he's there that even though I'm on the ride, I've got my laptop with me, and I've got plenty of time late at night to slave away for his for his stuff. So uh, this is not a this is not a vacation by any means. It's actually just riding between riding. Uh, all right, I will. Uh, or, or riding between riding. Yeah. Okay. I'm giving him a stern look right now, so he uh, I think he gets. It. All right. Yeah. All right. Good luck, Al. Thanks. Thanks, guys. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. We're back. Uh, continuing our motorsports discussion uh, post-Seattle. Again, always great to hear from Susan. And kind of a weird special guest uh, appearance by Al Pierce just to show up out of nowhere. I love it. We, We probably should explain why Al and Susan were in the same room. No, that's fine. Okay, what is let that? Why were they? In the- well, Al had to take a Amtrak uh-huh. from Virginia to Seattle. See, he not fly. He doesn't fly. He's, okay, he's our John Madden. Uh huh. We don't. We couldn't afford a Madden cruiser. Don't blame him. Uh, flying's terrible. It's the worst he, way to flying go. is his last resort type yep. of thing. So I he, like flying. He, so he went to Seattle. Susan lives in Seattle. Susan picked him up and has been kind of his, his chauffeur for a day or two while they. Start yeah, the cool. start the ride out there. So that's cool. It worked that's out really a well. A lot of week family thing. Oh yeah, we're one big happy family. Yeah. Uh, so good to hear from those guys. Um, obviously, but the the uh, big topic uh, we wanted to get to uh, is uh, our continued love affair with this <laughs> um, incredible, competitive, uh, compelling series known as Formula Un, Formula One. Uh, boy, it's guys, uh, I, I think it's one. You guys, I think you guys, it's, the, the cynicism is lovely, and I appreciate it. But I am, come on, there, I'm ready to a lot eat crow. Going on here, there's I'm ready to eat crow. On. I was 100 percent wrong. This season has been uh, <laughs> incredibly interesting and compelling. Aye, aye, aye. Uh, we are the fourth consecutive Mercedes one, one two. two. Yep. Um, just a. A bolt from the blue that I don't think anyone saw coming, uh, and then even even crazier than that, uh, we had uh, what were the other guys after that? The um, it was uh, Botas in first, Hamilton uh-huh. in second. That was Mercedes one and two. Yeah, and then it was Sebastian Vettel in Ferrari wow. in third, Max Verstappen in the Red Bull in what? fourth. Okay, Charles Leclerc in the second Ferrari in fifth, uh-huh. and. 
Sergio Perez in the racing point car. It's now called in sixth. Yep, the old uh, uh, Force India car. Yep, Carlos Sainz in seventh in the uh, McLaren. And eighth place, I do believe, was Mr. Norris. Lando Norris. Lando. Also big McLaren. Fan. Big fan. Yeah. But that has nothing to do. Listen, if you're a casual fan and you just pop on Formula One to try it for the first time and you only see the race, you're like, okay, well, there's a lot of people that finish where they started and – you know, one team seems to be ahead of the rest and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Yes, that is that is all true. But if you're a Formula One fan and you're following it a little bit more deeply, uh-huh. as I do and as I think Jimmy does, although he went off on a WRC rant earlier, so I'm not so sure. Yeah, WRC is a vastly superior product. It's I a different product everyone, anyway. Well, it's different. Well, it's definitely different. No, 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 no. So anyway. It's, it's just the, the most exciting racing happening yeah. anywhere in the world Except right that it's not, but that's not the point. The point is that and competitive. so much so much was going on behind the scenes and the buildup and the weekend had a lot to offer, a lot of craziness. Uh, Williams is in a desperate, desperate place and they just, they just, it was just one thing after another for them. They had a man hole cover, uh, get sucked up off the road. That. That's badass. And uh, get sucked up off the road and damage the tub of the car. And that's crazy to think about in two ways. First of all, it gives you a sense of just how much downforce these things create, that there's enough force to suck a manhole cover right off from the surface. Uh-huh. Second, that they're also delicate enough that that same manhole cover then damages the tub. I don't know, man. Manhole cover is a pretty big <laughs> yeah, fucking pretty, piece of metal. Hey, but that was a win. That was Williams' first win of the season. They're actually going to get a check out of the uh, Formula One from that. They're, well, they're, I, they're going to circuit that's anyways. The case. And then and and then the next day, Robert Kubica has a big accident in qualifying. Well, I mean, that was that, is that surprising to you? No, it, he was doing that in WRC yeah, every, more, every week. It was that, more sad than surprising. Kind of his thing. And then and then Charles. <laughs> Claire, Charles Leclerc was looking. Here's the thing: we've had you know four, that manhole, we've had that four Mercedes, thing, we've had four Mercedes one twos. That manhole cover thing used to happen in uh, Detroit. That was yep. like a big feature yep. of the Detroit race. Um, they had to a weld feature, them all. Down. A feature we look forward to it every year. <laughs> yeah, I look forward to it. That's cool. But so okay, so then. Uh, Charles I Leclerc. think actually that that Sylvester Stallone movie, the Driven, Driven. Oh, yeah, doesn't they, that happen? Yeah, He's like yeah, driving yes. in there, pop, yeah. pop, pop, pop. Yeah, yeah, yep. yep. it was yep. like yeah, exactly. We're popping, super realistic All that right. movie. So anyway, let's let's the, talk about. No, but hold on, no, no, no. <laughs> let's get back so to the manhole cover. Ferrari thing. has Ferrari has the faster car this year so far. They have the faster car, I like Driven, where the, where the car goes into the water and, they yeah. go and Mercedes has driven. Mercedes has driven to four one twos in the first four races, and it's pretty incredible how much Ferrari is messing up and all the decisions that Ferrari's been making to get to that place have been crazy and it's been fascinating. So there's been a lot going on for the Formula One weekends, not just mm-hmm. the Formula One races themselves. And it's actually been a pretty compelling season for that reason. Plus you have McLaren, they're they're doing better. They're on a better foot. You've had Renault, they were considered to be the best of the rest teams. They're having some weird ups and downs. And then you have Honda downs. doing really well with Red Bull mm-hmm. Racing, especially with Max Verstappen, mm-hmm. really showing that they might even have the third best power plant, mm-hmm. not Renault, in, uh, in motorsports out of the four when they were so laughably behind just a year ago. Can I just, can I just jump in here really quick? Mm-hmm. Uh, did you guys know that um, Kimi Raikkonen mm-hmm. was actually the guy who started the coin trick that was featured in the driven movie. I don't know about the coin Did you know trick. that? I forgot about oh, that. Oh, it's where you it's where you, you, you flip some coins down around the track mm-hmm. and Why then you, you and then you driven? slide around the track and you stick the coin into the tire. 
That's cool. Yeah. Yeah, yeah but he but Little Kimi Raikkonen fact. didn't do it quote unquote cool like Sylvester Stallone did. And did Kimi Raikkonen do it with the rear tires because the front tires would quote be too easy. Don't get me started on driven. That's a different podcast. Yeah, he did so, it with the rear tires. It's the so only way to go. Did he do it? But he but he do power slides in a Formula One car to pick yeah. up each tire. Yeah. Pick up each quarter. No, he didn't. Yeah. No, that's not how it works. Yeah, he did. So uh, <laughs> I, don't, I don't think we need to rehash our continued uh, rehash. back and forth about Formula One. But I, I will say, um, if you're a sport that is looking to grow and sustain relevance and or sustain relevance, depending on this level of kind of inside analysis to have even a base level appreciation of the sport, probably not ideal. You know what I will say really quick, though, <laughs> is that... Um, I still love Formula One. This season has been a li- had its snoozing moments, um, which is disappointing because te- really it should be much more competitive. But someone, you know, a certain Ferrari keeps shooting themselves in the foot. But even if Ferrari wasn't shooting themselves in the foot, we have no competition in this series right now. I mean, uh, I, you have look. I mean, I, I don't care what metric you're using right now. Even the last well, week race at Baku, no, if, if they we stopped, had three cars within a minute and a half of the lead. That's not very competitive. I mean, I uh, using that as a as a metric isn't really very accurate okay, for any kind of racing. The constructors' but, championship through four but, races, we only have three cars within a hundred and sixty points of the lead. Okay, yeah, all right, but but bad. take take your take your objective measurements. What are, sure. what's the top two? What's the point difference between the top two drivers in Formula One? Yeah, again, if you're a Mercedes fan, this is a great year. Have it's a lot a of fun point, out there, and they are definitely racing each other. So there's okay. serious so, racing. So going maybe, on. and yep. I will say that. Um, that I was about to kind of jump to that's a great segue that I'm, I'm chopping up by being weird, but um, that is very interesting. So to me, uh, between Botas's performance here and um, what's his name, the little guy who won the championship a couple of years ago, Ooh, in car. no yeah. Nico, oh Nico yeah, Rosberg, uh, that was sixteen. Definitely, to me, tempers a little bit of my. Uh, enthusiasm for arguments about Lewis being the greatest of all time. Uh, when we have, you know, no one's making that argument about Valtteri Bottas. Nobody's making that argument about Nico Rosberg. When, when they are that competitive in the same car, um, you know, that's a certainly a data point worth considering in that discussion. I, well, it is. And, uh, you know, uh, we'll get to this a little bit later, but, uh, I actually had a brief chance to talk with Valtteri Bottas, oh. and oh. you know he he made he said over the winter that he had to make um, like a mental shift in his strategy towards Formula One, what, and what basically to that? distill it down, you know he's like, yeah, I ha- I have to be a lot more selfish this year. What did he do to get into that mindset? You read Gorilla Mindset, the book. <laughs> oh, oh, he went and drove a rally car. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. oh that's oh, what he did. Oh yeah, Jesus. yep. I was comes every back to, yep. every person's except mine a yep. point of getting on the mic is because they have some sort of sick burn they thought of thirty that seconds ago. That, sick, that wasn't actually <laughs> yeah. a, a sick burn. It was like, oh, I'm kind of mentally depleted and destroyed over the last you know couple of years. So, but he goes rallying so, every winter. He did that every winter. Not in a WRC car. That was the first time he'd ever done that. Anyway, uh, <laughs> I think uh, I. I, if no one's willing to touch that that uh, that contention, I think that, like I said, it is an interesting data point. 
um, but you, to to consider. We'll see how the season ends up. Well, I mean, so, you so have to think about though. I mean, Hamilton has gone against a lot of different drivers, and some have had shown uh, you know great moments of real competitiveness. But even when Rock when Rosberg won, it you know definitely part of that was Hamilton wasn't well, being really, that lucky, only, and also Hamilton had beaten him the two years well, before. It's, that's really only at his time as Mercedes, which has really just been Rosberg. And Botas, yeah, and he was arguably but before that. Button beat him fair and square. Mm-hmm. Button and was a much more reliable and Button was fast much more driver. Reliable, yeah, it wasn't <laughs> off of um, kind of being lucky. He was just as fast. He won races. He hung in there. Um, I think the idea that Lewis Hamilton is like the the absolute greatest is totally overblown. Now to say that he is not. One of the best would well, um, just not yeah, be I mean, true. He went I'd be careful about the button Alonzo. comparison, though, Jimmy. The button comparison. You got Button at the peak of his career, and you got Hamilton, who was still pretty raw. I mean, he was good, but he well, was still. I mean, raw. Hamilton. No, was ten point, years ago. Hamilton point, had a world point, championship under his belt. Years. Yeah, no, he hasn't. He has not been in the series for fifteen years. Yeah, Hamilton's. Was, Hamilton's. First, he's been in it for ten. Hamilton's first year was two thousand and seven. So Button, so and, Button, and Hamilton were teammates 20, 2010, 11, and twelve. Right. So I mean, he that was his fifth season. So, but what we're saying though well, is that we're, Lewis Hamilton, you know, is is one of the greatest drivers, but he's not. He, I don't think that he, you know, you can say, oh, he's won so many races, he's won so many championships. Ultimately, those numbers don't mean that he's one of the greatest drivers. What makes what I think has been the biggest thing that's shown him as one of the greatest drivers has really been last year and this year, his mental ability to just be so much more on top of. Uh, the car and competition and when he's dicing with either his teammate or Vettel in a Ferrari, he's much more just calm, relaxed, and makes very, very smart decisions. But comparing, you know, and, and ultimately he's, and he's 34 races. now. No question. It's not like he's old. But ultimately, Jimmy and, and, and Robin, the, the biggest thing when we're comparing drivers, when you start talking about the greatest of all time and all that kind of stuff, it's impossible to compare these eras. Yeah. And if we're going to say that... Right, so the I numbers mean, are right impossible now, to quantify right. these things. Yeah, numbers aren't... I mean, we have to agree, though, that Hamilton is the best out there today. And I mean, now that we then the debate well, is: is this is this a good? Uh, there you well, go. Oh yeah. Thank and, you. And then, yes. and then the yes. debate. Yes. Thank you. Yeah. Right. And then the debate will quickly shift to: well, <laughs> is this era better than the Senna era, the Schumacher era, you know, the Prost era, if there was such a thing? It's definitely well, the Prost era and the Senna era are largely the same. And real quick, it, it, Lewis Hamilton's fourth series was the first time that Lewis and Jensen were teammates. So. Fourth uh, season. Yeah. But that would be a discussion. Lewis's fourth season. In Anybody watching that Game of Thrones show? Nope. I think a lot of people, but not us, I think is what you. I wait yeah. I wait for it to be over and then I, I binge it. Have, Have you, you seen it? it? No, I haven't watched the new one. I'm you waiting to binge the, the whole entire season. series. The new one. But you've watched the other seasons. <laughs> yeah, I've seen the other seasons. <laughs> the reboot. Wesley? No? Huh. Mm-hmm. We should get, uh, we should talk about that. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I will, I will, I will. Continually, so, but, I will continually uh, and steadfastly so defend a, Formula uh, One. Clearly, is the point. Here's a, a nice segue, though. Yeah, would be for fans of spec series where all of the cars are the exact same and look the same and all that kind of stuff. What does this have to do with? Is Game there of another Thrones? one? Oh, are we? Oh, okay. What were we talking uh, about? Nothing. It has nothing to do with it. Hey, I was going to say. Hey, the, the, I thought of there's one, the Jimmy. W series. There's the W series. W series. What's so, the what's the W stand for? W is for women, I think. Sure. Um, but it's uh it is a kind of 
response, I think, to criticism about how inaccessible Formula One is to is. women. And uh, IndyCar. Just top flight. Racing. T- just top two yeah, racing. I think we could just yeah. say racing. Yeah. yeah. It's, uh, I mean, really, most things, I think we could, we could even go further than that. Well, um, I'm, you know, there have, there have been women uh, in Formula One in the past. Women have taken starts in Formula One. There have been female IndyCar drivers. There have been more female IndyCar drivers than female Formula One drivers. Obviously, everyone remembers Danica Patrick, but there's also uh, Lynn St. James and, oh, God. Janet Guthrie. Yeah. She was out there. Guthrie. Yeah, exactly. So... But they are there's certainly few Lady and far Gaga between. Lady Gaga was and then, in the two-seater um, last well, year. Today, I mean, there's there's Pippa Mann. And exactly. Yeah. Catherine, Le- Catherine Legg. And Sarah Fisher. Yep. Pippa uh, Mann, yep. Yeah, Catherine Legg's a really good example. Did you guys see Lady Gaga at the Indy 500 a couple years ago? She was psyched. She had she the suit going, on. going Gaga. And I will tell you, she looked uh, She looked like she, I think, could have been a driver. Like, looked legit She's in the small, outfit. I would believe Tiny, it. yep. But uh, but you know they had the right mental attitude I think. But the the fact the fact that there's no there's no specific reason why a woman couldn't be a race car driver compared to a man, it it is think, shockingly low numbers of women drivers compared to men. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think obviously there are a million different reasons why that happens. Well, or if you're like an eighty year old Austrian, you know, it's just because they are they're too weak. <laughs> Are you, is, is that, that's, that is was that, a that was a helmet Marco uh, comment? That's oh, was it? Yeah, I was yeah. gonna I was gonna say did is, Nikki, also, I, I thought you were going after Lauda. I was it's like, also just Lauda all the other eighty year old. Uh, they just says they're physically not drivers. strong enough to, to last a, the the you know an which, entire yeah. Formula One race. Which I think we've been over that before. No, I don't think that's crazy. the case. But I think the big thing with W Series though is that like there's the argument right on one side, which is that they shouldn't have to do that, right? Like they shouldn't need their own series because this is a sport where the machinery does all of the physical parts. Right? Well, also, you know, the, the the thing about racing that I think a lot of racers will tell you is that it's a pure meritocracy where if you can make the car go faster, you'll find a seat. Obviously, that is fundamentally not true, um, except for maybe the top two or three guys or five guys. Probably. And well, even but then, I mean, it, it's, well, it's how that's good you other, are at marketing and getting sponsors. But that's the other part, right? Or if is your that, parents are rich or whatever. Is right? that, you know, I mean, Pippa Mann wrote a very... Um, uh, strong letter, you know, about how she was against the WR series. The W, sorry, I almost said yeah. WRC. Yeah. The W series. She's not a big fan of that either, Jimmy. <laughs> oh, you don't know that. <laughs> and uh, the um, and because I mean, women should be in, into racing and be competing on that equal ground and getting the same sponsorships and getting the same spotlight. Um, but on the other hand, here we have a series where we have young women racers who have proven their competition or competitive uh, skills. Yep. And this is purposely shining a light on them and showing that if at least within their own bubble of racing where maybe it isn't the optimum, um, it is going to be able to show them, show and, uh, sorry, show their skills. Well, unfortunately, Jimmy, it's shining a light, but I think it's shining a flashlight, uh, maybe a pen light. I mean, there's not this thing is they're not even going to run it with Formula One races. They're going to run it with the DTM series, which you know, it's a, good, it's a DTM support series. Yeah so, yeah, so, yeah, so good luck finding that on you know even you know cable TV. I mean, it's, you're not going to find it anywhere. But um, I, I think and, I, and, and and if they well had, anywhere anywhere but but you if, know outside of Europe, right? Where but, it's pretty big and 
where most people watch. Yeah, but Formula do we One. see these? You know, do these? Is this W Series a stepping stone to DTM? I don't think that's what it was designed for. They're, they're looking more for open wheel. Well, DTM in some ways has functioned as a stepping stone into IndyCar and Formula One. So that's yeah, not... And, and usually, obviously... And, and when they come into IndyCar, they usually win. Are pretty good. And yeah. Europe is is obviously a really strong place for okay, road Okay, the question racing. begs, though, the question begs, is this... And that's where you go to road Is racing. this series going to lead to anything for any of these women? I mean, ultimately, yeah. is the series champion going to get anything other than maybe an invite to come back next year to the W series. That's the question that a lot of these women are asking themselves right now. Yeah. Um, I think if they, if this thing had any traction at all or had any backing behind it, that was, you know, I hate to say it, legit, they would have aligned themselves with, I don't know, IndyCar, F1, something where the champion gets a ride in one race, get them in one seat. You know, like the like the uh, Indy Light Series. You know, you win the Indy Light Series, hey, you're going to get a shot the next year. Uh, but this is not a stepping stone to anything right now, and I think that's uh, gonna that's gonna hold it back to the point where, you know, if none of these women, you know, get a chance next year out off of this, I think it's going to die real quick. Well, Indy Lights doesn't guarantee you a shot. Indy Lights guarantees you a scholarship that goes towards an Indy Car Series, which helps. But we have gets a lot of people over the hump, right? But we've we seen a, that happen. I mean, there's a half a dozen drivers yeah. in the IndyCar series right now that are graduates of Indy Lights, probably yeah. more. I just, and, and, I just and, know of a couple that did, got the Indy Lights championship and still couldn't get a in few. IndyCar. But, but, did, but I think your Indy, odds are a lot better. Did though. Indy Lights start on that premise? Well, I mean, it was always designed as a feeder series to the IndyCar series, where this is not but really, where it was guaranteed a, or a better no, spot. No, that's Indy. pretty new. It's, that's, so that's pretty new. So Indy Lights has been around a while. So I mean, I think everyone wants to see someone succeed in this series mm -hmm. and then the whole point is to get women into these um the higher levels of motorsport right it, more regularly right but is the question the question is jimmy is this going to be their highest level i mean are they is this going to develop into hey i hope to get into the w well, I, I think well, the, no, the question no, the, the question the is, 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 is this a ladder is this a yeah. ladder or, or is, is this just a, another series but the like, other thing is that you can't you know, you, you have i think you have to go into it hoping that it proves to be a ladder and ho hoping that it does Function the way in which the organizers hope that it will. But the the thing is, is that in in Formula One in, in Europe, there's really no ladder at all. I mean, there's there's no guarantee that someone who's dominant or good in F three or F two or whatever will find their way into a Formula One seat. I mean, the right the the question isn't whether I'm a good enough driver to make it in Formula One. It's am I a good enough driver and do I have whatever a hundred million dollars or, or whatever it's going to take and you get noticed dollars. by the right people at yeah. the right time I mean that's the there's same guys like level of, Kimi Raikkonen I mean, the greatest driver of all time ever well, obviously. he he went from Formula Renault to Formula One which is two or three series below Formula One depending on how you do the math and uh, uh, Max Verstappen he went straight from F3 to Formula One there's a lot of people that if they have the right connection, they skip steps. Well, with the super license program now, it's a little tougher to do that. Uh, you still got to win at the higher levels of the, the, I guess, the feeder system because those series as you're talking about are not going to get you enough points. You still got to win an F2 or F3 or you know or IndyCar, I guess, for that matter, to get enough uh, super license points to I mean, be for an F1. Right. Yeah, but I mean, is it is it just F one that we're talking about, or is it also trying to help them get into IndyCar or or DTM or Le Mans or whatever, or sure. or just DTM? You know, yeah. and, and I think that's kind of the thing. Is these attempts happen, and everyone says like, "Well, 
well, what's going to happen to it? You know, it's not going to go anywhere. And it's like, well, we have to help it, you know, be relevant, you know? And so the people that, the person that wins this, this championship is going to prove that at least within this group, they are, you know, they won, you know, that's the Well, idea. you nailed it right there, Jimmy, within this group. And I think that's the way a lot of people, unfortunately, are going to look at it. Oh, look who they beat. Nobody. I mean, that's good. A lot of people, there's, there's a lot of helmet Marcos out there. Oh, know, right. Who are going to well, say, well, they beat a bunch. A lot of people they beat the women. The problem, but, right. You know, so yeah. this is, so is this going to help the women or would it be better so off to be right running? Well, well so I think, I think what, what does help though, is that they're in comparable equipment to the Formula 3 cars. That should separate them. But you should be able to say too. Uh, lap time to lap time, this woman not only won the championship, but is quicker on the same courses, and they're running the same a lot of the same courses. I would assume. Uh, yeah, there's yeah. there's definitely some overlap. Um, so that that kind of helps make a case too. But ultimately, you know the the problems with Formula One are still the problems with Formula One as far as access. It's it's there. Are, uh, well, they're uh, the same problems in all motorsport, just yeah. even more. Right. Yeah. You know, I mean, times a hundred. Yeah. And and I think for me that's. I think that's the hardest part is there's no there's no real I think definitive proof point because there's tons and tons and tons of really good talent in Formula One, male, female, whatever, that don't get a chance. Sure. It's just rare to get a chance, period. I think a good uh, easy solution would be when we do our motorsports award at the end of the year, every year we get to pick three Formula One drivers, kick them out. <laughs> so no criteria, no... Uh, you know, no point system. We sit in the room, open up a couple of beers, talk it through, and we just bump a couple of those guys. Well, something it, tells Lance, me voices will be raised Lance, throughout I, it. Sorry, pal. Go do something else. But if they bring sponsorship to the table, that gets our attention too, doesn't they it? They bring sponsorship to our table. Yeah, our yes, table. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Or, or, that or beer. This, this series will table. take sponsorship yeah. at any time. Yeah. But I mean, the other the <laughs> other thing be the best driver, about, but if you bring the most money eh. to Auto Week, to Auto yeah. Week. Yeah. The, the other <laughs> thing is if we get if we get more women in racing in general. Now then, be careful here, Robin. Oh, Just joking. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> you got to look. Don't get crazy here. If right? we get if we get more women <laughs> no, in racing no. in general, yeah. that will help. Just kind of feed, and it'll be self perpetuating because sure. there was a period of time where, um, like, in uh, you know, hundred years ago, uh, and okay, race cars. Ca- now years be careful ago, here. Yeah, I, I know this. That's a legitimate. Be careful. <laughs> where, um, like upper body strength and things like that were part of the equation and yeah. that would rule out a lot of people gender regardless of gender that would rule out a lot of you people with physical guy. right back in those days and you had to keep the car from rolling over yeah but we've now that's real down. This, is wario, now, this is what i call the wario area we're now we're, <laughs> we're now <laughs> decades deep into just as you were saying jimmy the the car does all the you could the have heavy a, lifting work yeah you could have and, toad you could have Princess Peach. Yeah, exactly. Yep, that's exactly where I was Luigi. going. But the point I'm getting at is, so the car does all the work. So that's not now the smaller you are, the better in a lot of ways. Uh-huh. And so also, Toad would almost be ideal in this. Yeah, situation. exactly yeah. right. Um, but there's also a lot of new series coming out. So it doesn't. You don't have to just fixate on Formula One. There's there's a lot of cool sports car stuff going out. Uh, Formula E is getting more and more popular. Uh-huh. Um, IndyCar, obviously, brand new. All that Just kind of stuff. Invented it. Well, uh, my point is, is that there's, there's the hope is, is that more of these, more people can get into a various number, and it just becomes less of a thing that people even think about. Yeah, yeah. And let's not forget um, the series with the most successful woman in motorsports ever. 
A WRC. Oh, the WRC. Yeah. yeah. Oh, uh, oh, right. Yeah, yeah. Is that Michelle Mouton? Uh, that is Michelle Mouton. Yeah. Yeah. He's great. What about Denise McCluggage? She's a, she dabbled in a bunch of series. She was not like a specific. Uh, well, that's my point. And it, not WRC dig or otherwise. It's just a Monte Carlo. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Won a class, I think. Uh, a race there. Better check that. Check that one. Uh, well, we do have two women, uh, two Americans in the W series. Which, which, why we're talking about the W series? They do start uh, this weekend. Uh, they got their first race of the, the old year Hockenheim ring at Hockenheim ring. I mean, they're playing. They're going to be playing the the, the big stages. We uh, love the, the Hockenheim ring. Do we, folks? Yeah, we love it. Uh, I I have to say I miss the old one though. Oh yeah, no, we all do. We all we all know the difference and definitely miss the old one more. The old one was basically the old one was basically a big square uh-huh. with three corners and just well, huge. Speed. Now, Robin, I know you're an engineer, but uh, are you talking about most, the one that used to go through the woods? Yeah, a kind square of, kind of a lot like a rally stage. Oh, a square yeah. would de- de- <laughs> a square would technically <laughs> be a ring four corners he said he said three corners yeah so on a, it's a triangle yeah you got three uh 90 degree uh angles and they have to the lengths have to be the same on the all of them to get right. a square i weren't i understood i i, I learned I that on story bots this yep. weekend and that's that's all true and what i was referring to was like some corners and like a square meaning not an actual square and it would have been a rectangle anyway yeah and rectangle some corner fine. Some corners were uh, not even that much to worry about, but three like serious corners and uh, everything else so was one very of them was fast. Very good. Okay, I I do I we I know we've joked a lot. It's hard for me not to bust your chops here, pal. But the um, to your point and I think to Jimmy's point too, the the big thing, the advantage or the the benefit that I see from the W series, I think, is so much of. Not so much, but a large part of the problem with getting women in seats racing is that um, the pipeline is is smaller than it is for men. So parents uh, may say may send their girls to do other things uh, and their boys to do certain things. So they may say, "You're going to be a race car driver. You're going to be uh, a equestrian, or whatever, or vice versa, or whatever." The parents, it's kind of like this assumed. Uh, gendering of like hobbies or pursuits for kids you know you're going to play soccer uh, you're going to play football uh, those types of things and I think having visibility for women in racing whether it's an all-female series or uh, they're, they're women competing against men little girls can look at women uh, and say I want to do that and I see that she does that and I want to go do that and I think um, that if there's no latter effect, if there's no other real benefit um, to this w, w series thing, that is a that is a very crystal clear benefit where you can start to inspire and, um, like I said, when a, a six year old or a five year old girl sees that, uh, she can say, "I want to go racing," and then her dad can say, "Well, you really should have been going for you know, you should have been already driving for three years by now." We you're six, kind of over the hill as far as that but goes. I, I, I agree with all of that, Roy, but I, I think there's another benefit that's happened already, which is we're talking about it. Pippa yeah. Man wrote an I mean, article about whole, it. Yeah, that's and what I'm saying. the whole point. You know, so, so much, so much uh, light is being put on this even before the first race starts. Yep. And, it, you know, so that's 
it's kind of a hell. It's on the damn Auto Week podcast. There you go. Yeah, think about that. So, uh, speaking of the Hockenheim ring, well, and well, we have two Americans racing in it, which is great. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Sabra Cook and uh, Shea Holbrook. Shea uh, has won several classes in the uh, old Pirelli World Challenge. Yep. And Sabra ran uh, Formula Four here in the U.S. last year and was very competitive. Uh, and both of those made made the field. There's 18 women that have made that W Series field. I believe 96, are, you know, applied and went through an incredible tryout uh, to get to this point. So just to make that final 18 is is quite an accomplishment for those women. And uh, you know, we'll be we'll be watching to see how they uh, how they fare this weekend at the Hockenheim. Yeah, I'm super excited about it. Um, I'd like to have a uh, race in the states though. Maybe Detroit. There you go. Maybe we did. We did lose the super trucks at Belle Isle, so we got. There's room on the schedule. There's no super trucks. We lost the super trucks. What the? F- what? I, I I just found That's that out. Good. The super trucks are not on the list this year. Oh, we just bought a sponsorship. God, I feel stupid. Are now. we on one of those trucks? No, no. We bought a sponsorship for the race, but I, I wouldn't have done it if I'd have known there's not going to be I, super I, trucks. I, you know, I last I heard we didn't no trucks, so. Oh, this is a catastrophe. We'll get some trucks. Don't worry. Okay. Well, moving. Along uh, and speaking of the Hockenheim ring, I will be very interested to see how much faster uh, the W Series cars are uh, than Robin was, who recently drove there uh, at the Hockenheim ring. Yes, yes. We're, okay, what did you drive, Robin? I drove a 2020 mm-hmm. Mercedes Dash AMG mm-hmm. GTR mm-hmm. Pro. Wow! In the pouring rain. The pro, so we couldn't find a pro to go. We had to send. Hell, <laughs> send Robin, send Sit Robin there. out there. Uh, there. So how'd you do? Uh, I won. You did. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, Thank won. God. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I won by a healthy margin. Uh, I was. Uh, who else was there? Tell us who you were faster than. Uh, Bern Schneider, Mister DTM, uh-huh. five-time uh, DTM you were champion. Faster than Bern Schneider? No, big time. Easy oh, nice. Yeah. yeah. Nice. Okay. Well, obviously, yeah. that's good. No one listens to this, so it's okay. Right. Uh, and uh, it's important to say that, and yeah, that, yeah. and he and I were basically lapping the field. Uh huh. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And then I will admit Who he was ahead of me most of the time, but then I had a last, I had a better exit off the last turn, last lap, and got him. Got so him. who else was there? What uh, what other who some people that I would know? Uh, <laughs> big name field. <laughs> Can't think of any names that you. So you were on a press trip with a bunch of guys from the press. (laughs) Yep. Who I know. Yep. And you cannot think of who they were. Nope. Don't think you know any of them. Uh, Name some of the publications. Let's see. Uh, Car and driver. Are they publication? Yeah. Right now. Yeah. 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 They were there. Yep. And uh, who is there? Who did they have there to drive? Um, are you worried someone's gonna like call you out on this? No one listens. Do you to this want episode. me to actually? Name yeah, names? who was there? I mean, seriously. Yes. Okay. I don't know. Who, why. who are you lapping up? Uh, don't Mike, be so bashful. Mike Sutton. Be proud. Mike Sutton. Oh, yeah. from Car Drivers. Love there. that guy. Yeah. Basim Wasif. Yeah, ba- I think he I was he representing was. an automobile at the time. I he knew was he was. There. No, he he worked for them full time now. Is he? Staff? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Yeah, because um, I asked him about doing some freelance stuff, and he said he couldn't. He'd get in trouble with Floyd. And well, I was like, I, do you want me to talk to Floyd? And he was like, "Please." Well, don't. I don't. Th- he's 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 got a retainer with Automobile, <laughs> okay. but but I don't think he's necessarily full time. He, he's not allowed to write for us, though. Yeah. 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 I think not uncommon. Yeah. That's yeah. yeah but whatever. Um. And uh, CNET was there. Who was there from CNET? Um, 
Oh, well, uh, he's uh, uh, Jake Holmes. Oh, Jake. Yeah, Jake Holmes. Uh-huh. We've seen it was there. He Now, Jake, he, I, one fun fact about him, he was he is from Crewe, um, Britain. And, really? Which is where Bentley, Bentleys are built. So that's a fun yeah, little fact. I didn't know that. Um, and it, 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 I'm genuinely starting to stress Forget. for names here, yeah. That's kind of bad. You think that other people remember that you were there? Probably not. <laughs> You were, you were too just, far ahead. I was too field. far ahead. Yeah, okay. I was too blurry. So where do yeah. you stay there in Hockenheim? We were well. So we spent uh, we spent a couple days driving uh, Mercedes Dash Benz uh-huh. uh, CLAs, and that was in Bavaria. Uh-huh. So we were staying in Munich. Yep. And then we took a train uh, to Stuttgart. Stayed in Stuttgart for a couple days, mm-hmm. and then we got uh, we drove AMG GTs. From Stuttgart to the Hockenheim Ring, okay. we drove non-pro GTs of various sorts, weird. and we well, actually I'm, went to. Um, it's not weird; it's efficient, I guess. A Falterbach, and uh, oh yeah, that's where they make the GT. Where cars. where AMG is headquartered, yeah. And then from there, we drove to Hockenheim, and the pros were at Hockenheim. Okay, yeah. Now, uh, what was the food like there? What did you have? You did a couple dinners. Obviously, there were some overnights. Yeah. Nice hotel. Yeah. Yeah, um, I mean, I have to... T- for Germany, I mean, it's not like it's I mean, I have Ibiza. to say, though, I mean, no, legitimately, Ibiza. though, Bavaria is gorgeous. Yeah, Bavaria it's great. Bavaria is a fantastic yeah. area. And, uh, it's really good the food, bears. lots of lakes and uh, uh, mountains, the, um, you know, the Alps, Alps. are in the distance. Yep. And uh, so that was super cool. And um, yeah, the food was, you know, I, I you know... It, schnitzel? That kind of stuff? No, it was surprisingly like... You know how so all cuisine's kind of the same now, right? It was yeah. just fancy, general fancy. Yeah, yeah. So a lot of like kind of hot fusion dogs. there, hot dog, track food. Yeah. Well, so, in Bavaria there was a lot of fish. So I, I fish don't think there. we're going to have time to talk about the car. Nope, uh, doesn't seem but, like it. Yeah. <laughs> I've been answering but, the questions yeah, best. Yep. Um, my watch is on upside down, so we actually do have time. <laughs> we got <laughs> twice as much time as we thought. Sorry we did. about that. We got another half hour. Jesus. Uh, so uh, the car was good. The AMG TR Pro, Pro is quite good. It's pretty gnarly. I mean, you get you get um, the R is so, pretty hairy. So, but I why thought. is it, well? What? No, but and this legitimately goes a step farther. You have you have adjustable ride height. You mm-hmm. have adjustable compression from and inside, rebound from inside in the, the suspension. Car? From inside oh. the car, no. Oh, get out of wrench. it. Yeah, get nice. out. The anti roll bar is adjustable. Two adjustable anti roll bars. They have some uh, extra plating there for higher torsional rigidity and things like that. Love that. that. And then, again, oh, this drives me nuts. This is true on the Ferrari 488 Pista. It's true on the Jaguar Project 8, and it's true which, on the Mercedes-AMG GTR Pro. Which you know because you assign yourself to drive all those cars. Uh, yes. So they uh, – I'm not stupid. So they um, – It's good They gig. have – Good gig if you can get it. Every one of those cars has really nice, um, most of them, not the pista, but they have roll cages mm-hmm. or at least roll bars and real nice four-point harnesses to keep you in the seat real nice, like mm-hmm. Porsche, the Wysock package on the GT3 RS. That's another one. Um, they all have these. None of them are available in the U.S. Yeah, because you can't sell a car with a cage in it. Because it doesn't it doesn't uh, pass NHTSA stuff. That Those uh, NHTSA guys. Drives me nuts. Those NHTSA guys are the worst, and they're always trying to get people killed. Um because they like their rules or whatever. There's the, you can't some make the, a variance. The rules, you know, it's like I understand the general theory of rules because you don't want, uh, you know, Joe 
Joe track car guy uh-huh. to just weld his own like you know but a guy is going to do that anyway you can do that right. I can go do it, that exactly Nitsa can yeah do I was that. just going to say it's still legal I do, though, I do right? that all the time yeah. no yeah, I like, mean the, the root of I mean a big part of it is like legal though, there's yeah. parts yeah. of it they were just checking I was talking <laughs> to the engineers it, basically they could they could theoretically have gotten this through yeah but the thickness of the padding required around the roll bar was I mean like would have blocked visibility? But can't you just put that in the trunk? Isn't that the solution? You put the I, pickup points in the bar, or you sell it separately. That's why you have to you respect just make it removable. That's why yeah. you have to respect so much um, uh, uh, the people at FCA for the um, for the demon for the demon kit. Mm-hmm. That's a dollar. It's not technically it's, yeah, it's not technically part product. of the car. It's yep. a separate product, and all of a sudden. For a dollar, you get all this cool. But stuff. do you get a cage? I don't think you don't get. You don't get a no, cage. but you but really, I mean, you, definitely but you should get, have. But you get like drag <laughs> tires. You get drag tires. You get the access to 100 octane fuel yeah. and all this kind of stuff. Yeah, where like legit, obviously not part of the car stuff. And yeah. you know that the other companies don't think of that necessarily, or or it's not worth the do. cost yeah. or whatever. It's, I don't know. Dodge likes to have some fun with that stuff. They like they do a really nice job making it a fun experience. Yeah, you get a big crate. Does right. Need to be in a crate. That's so cool. it's more anyway, fun than having a big crate, though. The American bound, uh, the American Does bound the GTR crowbar? Pros will not have the. They will have three point belts and not have the cage. That is not. That is not cool that's to just, me. Yeah, no, that's not cool. no, no, I don't like that either. Um, but yeah, Nitsa, not good. Uh, man, I wish the uh, uh, federal government would go away and get changed, like a different government. Maybe do a coup or something. You know. Let's uh, after we rule out the three F one drivers, let's get a couple more beers cracked and figure that one. That's out. That's what I'm saying. It can't be that hard. No one's happy with it. Uh, yeah. It's like Comcast or something. Like, I think what you're trying to say, the literal thing is, how hard could it be? Right. Well, like I said, nobody's happy with it. I, I don't think, know anybody I think who history likes it. history has shown the actual coup part not that bad. It's the afterwards. Yeah, yeah. It's the follow through. Yeah. I think but we could the, just run it on having multiple cable providers and. Uh, it's a was will allow cool headlights. That's it. That's the only change. We'll start there. Seatbelts and headlights. Yeah, seatbelts. Uh, but yeah. Anyway, so the car was good. Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, the car was great, and the car was really good, and the amount of adjustability was really cool. And so, did you get to drive it? Did they like adjust it for you? Like, okay, try it. Like yeah, this. yeah, yeah. Okay. I we didn't we didn't get under the car, and it legitimately it was pouring rain. Could so. you get out of it and then like? Make a couple clicks on the suspension. I mean, obviously, you guy. would probably bring it in and be like, uh, I need a little bit more from the right front damper. Uh, just give me two clicks on that. And the guy would be like, I got you. Right. Yeah, I would. I would adjust the tire pressures. I would be the person that would do those things, but I would need 100 laps <laughs> to figure yeah. to figure it out. Yeah. To get it all. Do you do the liking. clicks from the top or the bottom? It's it's literally multiple. Like there's a different dial for compression and rebound and different Man, things. So cool. it depends. are they like mounted on the on the on damper? The yeah, tower? on the, on the shock tower on itself. The top? Yeah, 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 that's, yeah. Cool. that's cool. Front rear. I mean, and like the the front like bar, rally car, The dude. front bar. No, mine are on the bottom. Oh, that's kind of a pain in the it's ass. The, it's the worst place for them to yeah. be. Yeah, the front the front bar is two way adjustable and, and carbon fiber. Is that why they the have the little rear, socks on them? The socks, the blue socks. Yeah, they keep the dust out. Because they've also got the little red nipples. Yeah. The red nipples cover the adjusters on uh-huh. the bottom, and then the socks keep the dust out of the seal, oil yeah. seal, for okay. the damper to go up and down. Yeah, yeah. So, way more hardcore uh, uh, than the the regular GTR. Yeah, um, yeah. And this is this is just a track car, right? Like, it, it's, no, no, no. You it's, can drive it on yeah, the street. It's completely street legal. And but the customer who's buying this. 
probably has an AMG GTC. I, an I, AMG hope, GT, I hope that the customer buying this AMG is that GTR, way. And this is the track car for him. I hope that's the case. One of four or five of these things. Yeah. That'd be pretty cool. Be they badass. were all the same color. Yeah. And like exact same configuration. Yeah, except yeah. badass. Yeah. Yeah. That'd be cool. And this one, this one also has a little bit of like legitimate downforce on it. So Oh, oh yeah. Damn Big wing on it. Yep, it's got our wing on the rear. It's got front uh, front spoiler. It's got legitimate diffuser. I mean, it doesn't do that much, but you know, it's there. It's it's actual. It it's works. not just look there for looks. Yeah. Man, this so, downforce stuff. Stupid. Pretty cool. I hate it. Uh, I don't know. Does it look kind of getting into it? It looks it looks a little bit more aggressive. So it is faster. It is faster around a road course. Okay. It is not the same engine. Right it's yeah. the same engine, and the downforce, and downforce. gives it more drag. So yeah. it's probably not faster uh, in a straight line. Price. Did they say? They did not say. It was not out, but uh, I'm. I would be shocked if the price did not start with a two. Uh So I mean, it's two hundred thousand plus would be my guess. What if it's a really good value? It's like one twenty. Then it would be cheaper than the R and cheaper than the C. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, it'd be a great value. It would be (laughs) comparatively so wonderful value. We'll run that by them. And uh, what else? What else do you have? Flight was good. All that. Yeah, yeah, it was all great. Good yeah, it was, it was, it was a, it was a, it was a very valuable week, and the uh, GTR Pro was just one third of that week. Yeah, uh, hard to say if I, if it was hard to pull information out of you or if I was talking too much there. But uh, that's what we're, we're only on episode fifty five. It's not hard by, for me to say by <laughs> by number fifty five, <laughs> by number we'll one hundred fifty five. We will know. Um, <laughs> thanks again, uh, as always, for joining us on the Auto Week podcast our flagship weekly audio product um thanks to wesley for making the wrap-up sound uh or hand gesture and all the things that he did for this episode uh we hope his house is unflooded at some point down the road um yeah uh like and subscribe do that stuff and give us the old five stars on the thing and uh we will see you next time